morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We're coming to the finishing line, tractate Sukkah, our seventh tractate, page 55a. And uh, the Gemara is asking another question on Avachar. Avachar taught us learning about the blowing of the shofar. Blowing of the shofar is not just associated with Rosh Hashanah, days of awe. You know, you hear the shofar, you start trembling, or in case of an emergency, the Titus says you have to blow. But it's also associated with joy. It's simply shaver. We learned the Mishnah, not a day went by, we didn't blow a minimum of 21, 21 blasts of shofar. In Tekiah, through Tekiah, of, of 21 of them. So every day was, the shofar is associated with the service in the temple. So Rabbi said that when it says that they would blow an extra set for when they added a musaf and they added an extra sacrifice besides the daily sacrifice he says a day that had two musafs they would blow one set for each separately mother is as Mitzvah he will ask you a question the third line 55a we learn you would think that just like you blow shofar and Shabbos Shabbos you blow for the Musaf of Shabbos besides the daily morning sacrifice which is Kandas so in Rishchidosh you blow so you would think, Achie, taking a kom musaf, a musaf, every time you have a musaf, each musaf, you should blow separately. If Shabbos and Rishchidosh fall out together, it should blow one set for Shabbos and one set for Rishchidosh. So Tamalim of the Pasuk teaches us, Ebrashichot Shechem. So it says, that um, when, by Tekiyas it says, V'yem simchasem v'edechem, Ebrashichot Shechem, so it comes to teach us that on Rosh Hashanah you only blow once, and it says, and Rosh Chaydash you blow. Rosh Hashanah is also Rosh Chaydash. So the Tate is clearly saying, you don't blow Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah you blow because of the Muslim of Rosh Hashanah. You don't blow a separate thing because it's also Rosh Chaydash, I'm going to blow again. And Tate says, the other Rosh Chaydash, which is not a Yamtus, which is, has a Muslim for itself. Therefore, you blow. So clearly, you blow once, and that includes all the Musafs. What if Rosh Hashanah is Shabbos, and Rosh Hashanah, and Musaf, and Rosh Hashanah? You're going to blow three times? No. You only blow once. Rabbachah's opinion is diffused. It's clear for Musaf. All the Musafs are included in one set of blacks. And does that mean also you would only do one Shira? You would only do one... one or would you only do one shira for all of them, or each one would get their own shira? The, 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 the psalms they would sing along, the Levine would sing along with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, each one is there. I mean, if it's standalone, it's different. So if it's together, the question is, yeah. My Tambuddha, how do you learn from this? Well, what's the proof in the passage? And all the months are the same. Rashi Chachechem, that you only blow one set. Whether it falls on a Shabbos, 
or falls out on Rosh Hashanah, you only blow. You only blow one set. Ravashi Yom, Ravashi says, "Ksiv Chotshechem, Ksiv Abedashi." It says Chotshechem, but it says written Chotshechem like in the singular, and it says Abedashi in the plural. Which Rishchidosh has two heads? Avayim is a Rish Hashanah. Rish Hashanah, you have two two heads. You have because it's it's Yamtiv, two Musafs. You have Yamtiv and it's Rishchidosh. Amar Achmona Chotshechem and Chotshechem. Taita says only one that you combine the two. You only blow one set of blowing. Chadi, then it's one. So you only do one set. Right, Tanya, we learned another b'raise. Right, Tanya, we learned another b'raise. The b'raise, my aim, the b'raise, my aim. What did they say on the first day of Chalmai? The Havil Hashem B'neilim. They would say the, cap- the capital twenty nine the film. The second day of Chalamid, which song the Levim sing to which Psalm? Psalm fifty. Psalm fifty. And the third day of Chalamid, which is Psalm, which song do they sing accompanying the sacrifice, the Muslim sacrifices, the Yakim of the Midday Yim? Psalm 94, which we say every Wednesday. But we, Mawaim, and the fourth day, what they say? They would say the same capital. What does it mean? They would say. The first day you say because you're talking about Hashem's honor. That's when they started with drawing the water. And he talks about water. The voice of Hashem is over the water. So, so, the, so we're starting the libation, the water libation. So that's what we say that time. The next one, the next day, we say because Hashem is it's like rebuke. Those who are gathered in the courtyard to do a mitzvah for the chiyamta, simcha, you have to tell them what brings you to this house. What right do you have to stand in this house unless you do tshuva? Shem says, if you're a rasha and you're doing mitzvahs, Shem is not happy. Don't be a rasha. You're doing mitzvahs. A mitzvah is you connecting with Hashem. You're connecting with Hashem is unified. So your life should also be unified. Your life should also be be you know not scattered and fragmented and, and, and uh, you know schizophrenic so you stand in front of Hashem don't come and do mitzvahs and meanwhile your whole life is all, all disheveled all over the place and mitzvahs are just, just mindless it's mindless right it's technical mechanical lesapra means also to shine like a sapphire sparkle mitzvahs have to sparkle you can't just see I got the deed done what difference does it make if my character my personality my whole life is not is all over no you're standing in front of Hashem you should sparkle you have to so, so this is a little musr the third day you say so you say the first half the first half of 94 
Actually, the second half of Mindful. Miyakum Medeim is the second half. We start with the second half. Why? It actually explains why. Why do you start with the second half of the 92 and 94 and the third day and then you go back on the fourth day to the first half? He says, Miyakum Medeim is talking about all the tzadis, the Yiddish tzadis. Like, who's going to help me? When we were under servitude in the second temple, we really had the, the, the authorities had their thumb on us. We really didn't have independence. So, and nevertheless, we're rejoicing with Hashem. Hashem is our king. So we're asking Hashem, please save us. Save us from this wickedness, from having to be under the thumb of, of the authorities. Without Hashem helping us, we would never be able to survive. And nevertheless, look at all the tzadahs, and here we are dancing with Hashem and celebrating with Hashem. The next day, the fourth day, you go back to the first half, and you say, look at those fools. When will they realize if Hashem, if Hashem creates ears, surely Hashem hears? Because why? Because now is a time to give the gifts to the poor. Why? Because it's a time you collect all the, all the yield and produce from your fields, you brought it home. And that's why it's a time to take care of all the poor people. And you have to give leket and shikra and peya, all the things that you have to do in the field and to give the, the tithing to the poor. So when you get closer to the last days, you're about to leave town. So you tell, remind everyone that, that make sure to give, the, to give your tithing. And don't say, Hashem doesn't know, Hashem doesn't see. What different? No one will know the truth. You say, fools, if Hashem created the eyes, you don't think He sees. Hashem created the ears, you don't think he hears? Yeah, he doesn't have a physical ear, he doesn't have a physical eye, but <laughs> you can't give, if Hashem creates it, surely he sees, so be careful to take care of all your duties, all your obligations. Okay. More intimate than that. Yeah. Then comes the fifth day, what do they say on the fifth day? This is Psalm 81. Cup of Midud, Midud, Taverna. So this is actually words of comfort that that if that if you're going to merit so when you call out to Hashem Hashem will answer you and respond to you Hashem is testing us and according if Hashem sees that you, you, you're stepping up to the plate then Hashem says I will remove from you all, all your suffering and all your uh, burdens. Hashem says, Harchev Pichav Amaleyu, open your mouth and I will fill it, broaden your mouth, I will fill it with blessings. And Hashem will give you the best of, of wheat, which all comes from water. We have the water, Yamtiv and Sukkot, we're being judged for water, and it's a libation of water. So Hashem says, if you will stand the test of then you will you will be blessed okay. and on the sixth day Psalm 82 the next song and here it says Hashem stands in the congregation because it says over there that if says if you take care of business and you took care of the poor person 
then the world will, will, will stand. But if not, the whole world will crumble. As it says in the Ethics of Our Fathers, chapter 5, Mishnah Tez, four times in the year there are plagues. The, the after the holiday, every year. After the Sukkot, because people are stealing, they're not giving to the poor people their due. You're sitting and you're enjoying yourself. Hashem gave you a bountiful and gave you a plenty. And instead of thinking of those who are less fortunate, being a conduit for Hashem's kindness and blessings, Hashem appointed you and designated you as His Gabay Tzedakah, as His, uh, as his, as his treasury to make sure. And if instead you're just keeping hoarding everything for yourself so you can be in the Forbes 400, Hashem <laughs> And the whole world, the whole world will collapse. Your world will collapse. Okay. If one of them is Shabbos, so so the song of Shabbos overrides the song of the, of the, of of the Amtif. So which one do you take out? You can have six days of the week if, 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 if. But if, if Shabbos falls out on one of the six days, if, if the first day of Sukkot is Shabbos, then the next six days, is, that's what he was discussing till now. But what if Shabbos falls out in the middle of Chalamayim? So the, the song of Shabbos overrides the song of Chalamayim. So which one do we take out from these six? He says, you take out, you may do Yitzchak. The last one, the world will come. Day six, you, 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 you're right. That's the one that you will you eliminate. Now, Safra gave us a mnemonic, a sign to remember. To whom, hey, is the Havul Hashem B'nei Elim. Havul Hashem Elim. The next one is Ule Rasha, the Vav is Ule Rasha. The third one is Mi Yakum Li Mereim. The fourth one is Binu Beinim Baam. The fifth one is Hasiru Hasiraisim Misel Shichma. And the sixth one is the Yud Yimaitu Kamesti Arit. So a mnemonic to remember. Simanach. Simanach. And the sign is Ambua. Ambua the Saf. No, to remember that Rab Safra is the one who gave us the mnemonic of Mumbai. So, Ambua the Safri. It's, it's, it's similar to Ambua. Ambua is like camps of, of, of men and women. Convoy. Convoy of scribes who go to the scribe, to the teachers who are teaching their children. So the men and the women usually go in that in that street where the where the where the teacher is teaching the children, because the parents go where the kids are. Since the kids are sitting in the yeshiva, so the parents are constantly going by there, and like uh, in convoys. So Rav Safra, he is the one who said hum hum hambi, which is similar, similar to amvua. It's just all mnemonics. You also want to remember who gave you the mnemonics. So Rav Safra gave you the mnemonics. So what do we see from here? So what do we see from here? We see from here. We see from here that that um, we see from here that in the time of Shabbos we don't say both. 
He says he pushed it off. If it according to Ravacha, what's the problem? What do you have to push off? Shabbos, Chalamayid, you say both. You say two songs, two psalms. He says, no, we have to push off one, so it's another re- refutation of Ravacha. So this is fine. He brought a Braise that learns, expounds, since it's an extra word you talk to, comes to teach us that that you do twice, you do you blow two sets for each Muslim. So Ravina, Ravina says what the Braise meant that everything is according to the, to the Musaf, it doesn't mean like Rav Ach interpreted. Rav Ach interpreted that you blow a separate set for each Musaf. And here in the Brides we see clear, no, you only say one psalm. You only say, we only blow one set. And you only, you only say one psalm. You don't say a separate set. But what did the Brides mean? We learn from the extra word in the passage, that you should lengthen the blowing, that the blowing should cover both both. Both Muslims. Abonan the Kisari, Mishmed Ravacha Amri, Lamer teaches us Shamarbe Betoikin. You should add, there should be many more blowers. They would only blow t- as one set of nine. But they added, they added more, more blowers. Okay, the mother said, the mother continues, those who are outside the land of Israel, this land today, we have two days of Yom Every day of Yom Tov, you, re- you have to mention the sacrifice of that day in the Shemin So in the second day of Yom Tov, you can't say the first day of Chalamoy, because it's Yom Tov, we're treating it as Yom Tov, we're celebrating Yom Tov. So how So what do we do? Because if you're going to mention the, the, the sacrifice of Chalamoyed, then you're making it into a weekday. You're celebrating Yom Tif and you're, you're saying, uh, you're mentioning the sacrifice of Chalamoyed. So what do we do? You don't say the second day. And in the first day of Chalamoyed, you, you start with the third day. You skip the second day. In other words, the second day you repeat the first day because we're keeping it like it's the first day Yom Tif. When it comes Chalamayr, which is really the third day, we ne- didn't have a chance to mention the second day. So you just say the, the, the sacrifice of the third day. That's what Abayi says. And then, and then, then you continue. Then you continue. Rav Amarava says, no, on the third day, you mention the second day. On the fourth day, you mention the third day. And on the seventh day, you're mentioning the sixth day. Shvi Yedoche. The seventh one, you don't never mention. So it's an argument that you push off the second, you push off the seventh. Tanik of Azarabulon is supporting Rabbi's opinion. It says, And we just learned that if Shabbos falls out in the middle of Chalamoid, you push off the seventh one, the last one, the last psalm you push off. You eliminate the seventh one. This supports it over. The same thing would be, from there we learn the same thing I mean, outside of the temple. Like we are outside of it. So they keep two days Yom Tif. So, you have, so you have, you, the second day you can't mention the, you can't mention the sacrifice of the, of the second day because it's Yom Tif. So, so you have to push off one. So which one do you push off? So it would seem from here you push off the seventh one like Rav says. Mother says, "Ask in a meimer benadod, the medalgi de lugi." A 
Meimer instituted in the city of Nardom, Babylonia, and Iraq, that what you should do is every day you medalge the lugi. In other words, you say also the sacrifice of the other day. On the first day of Chalamoid, mention the second day and the third day. Yeah, on the second day of Chalamoid, mention the third day and the fourth day. And further. And on the sixth day. You mentioned the you mentioned the 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 sixth day. You mentioned the sixth day and the seventh day. So every so you don't have to push anything off. Nothing gets pushed off. You cover all your bases. You said the second and the third and the sixth day. You said the sixth and the seventh. So you're okay. Next mission. Cyber, but we lane. Okay. Look, they mission. First day of Hasuk is they offered 13 bulls. Elim Shnayim, two rams, one goat as a sin offering. So he had left over 14 sheep. So every day they brought 14 sheep. These were all um, burnt offerings except the goat. So how do you divide it? So how many sacrifices do you have all together? So you have the Yidal Kvaz, so you have, you have 24 Mishmeris, 24 groups of Kainim. Camps of Kainim. So you have 24 groups, and everyone was there on Yom Tov. Everyone was obligated to come there for Yom Tov. I guess everyone had their week, but here, Yom Tov, every Jew is obligated to be there. So you had everyone there, 24 groups. Okay, so you had 13 bulls, Two, go- two rams and one goat. So you have 16. So you have 16. Uh, so 16 families took care of those 16 animals. Then you have how many families left? So you had eight families left. So you have 14, 14 sheep. So how do you divide it? So you have 14 sheep, for eight families. So how do you divide it? Six of the eight families each brought two sheep. So that's twelve. And the two remaining families, each one took care of one sheep. The second day, every day you would you would you would lessen the amount of uh, bulls. The first day was thirteen bulls. The next day was twelve bulls, and the last day was seven bulls. So the next day. You only had, you only had 15, 15 animals before you got to the sheep. You only had fifteen animals for fifteen families. So you left with, you left with nine families for for fourteen sheep. How do you divide it? So Hamisha, five families. So you have, so five out of the eight. You have eight families left. So five out of the eight. So brought two. So you had ten. And now you're left with, and now you're left with four. Um, I'm sorry. Now you're left with three. Bashar echad So you had five families. So you, oh, so you actually had. Uh, yeah, the second day you had nine families left over. 
So five brought the two, and the, the, the rest, the four families, each one brought one, one sheep. Bishlishi, the third day. The third day, you only had 11 bulls and two rams and one goat. So you had 14. So you had 14 families were taken care of. And now you have, now you have 10 families that are left over. And you have 14, she- 14 sheep. So Bishlishi, Dalud Makrivan Shnaim, Shnaim. Four families brought two each. So that's eight. That's eight. And um, so how many sheep? So you have so you have six sheep left, and you have six families left. So Vahashar. So Vahashar, you had six families. Shar echad echad. The six families, each one brought one sheep. But a V, the fourth day of Chalamayid. So you only had... Ten, 10 bulls so you had 13 so 13 families took care of the of the 10 bulls and the 2 rams and the goat so you had 11 families left and you only and you had 14 sheep so how do you divide it? 3 would bring 2, two sheep each so that's 6 so you're left with eight. So the, the, you're left with eight families. Vashar, Mahamishi, you had nine bulls. So you only had so the so you had, with the rams and the and the goats. So you had twelve. So now you're left with twelve sheep. You're left with twelve sheep, and you're left with um, and you're left with twelve twelve families. So Shnayim with with twelve groups. So Shnayim Makrivim Shnayim. So Shnayim two. Bring Shnayim Shnayim. And 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 you have you have, right and you have fourteen sheep. You have twelve families and you have fourteen sheep. So two bring two. So that's four. Bashar. And the other ten, echad echad. So you cover, so all, all sacrifices are covered, every family is covered, every group is covered. Shishi. Shishi, you're bringing eight bulls with the two rams and the goats, it's eleven. So now you're left with thirteen families and you have fourteen sheep. So echad makrif shnaim, only one family would bring two sheep. Vashar, and the other. And the others, echad echad. And the other 12 would bring one each. So, the Shvi, the seventh day, Kulam Shavim. The seventh day had exactly 24 animals. You had the, the seven bulls, the, the two rams, and the goats. That's 10, and 14 sheep is 24. 24 groups, 24 animals. Bishmini, the eighth day. The eighth day, when you don't have all these bulls, and you don't have all these sheep, and you don't have all these rams. The eighth day, you only bring one bull and one ram and seven sheep. So you don't. So therefore, you don't follow the the order of the seven days. It's separate. It's apart. 
So you go back, they would go back to drawing lots. Who gets, which family gets to offer these, these animals, this, this sacrifice. Give it a golem, like all the holidays. Okay, now he goes back to the seven days of Sukkot. Those who merited to bring the bulls today will not bring it tomorrow. They'll do the sheep tomorrow. You go in a circle. You want everyone to have a chance to offer the bull. So the bull is unique to Sukkot. That's what's unique to Sukkot. Every day you bring a little less than, than, than the previous day. Okay, that's the mission. Let's say our Mishnah follows it, our Mishnah follows it, and not the rabbis. The Mishnah that says that in the eighth day we go back to the, to the drawing the lots. This follows the opinion of Rebbe, not the rabbis. What do you mean? Tanya, we learn a bright Para Babashmini, Bithilam, a feast and love Rebbe. Rebbe holds. Rebbe holds that it's as if as if you just started the sacrifices. Like our mission. <clears throat> yeah, you don't give, you don't give any any preference. In other words, some the, the, the groups, each one got to bring three times the bulls. Because we go in a circle, each one, but there's one family. There's two. There are two families. Two families only end up bringing twice. Twice the bulls. Twice. Right. right. And they missed that on the third time. So you would think, give them preference, give them an opportunity. At least in Shminyat says us to bring to bring a sacrifice, the, right? Right. right? Or make a lottery amongst them, amongst them. It shouldn't be an equal lottery amongst all all the groups, all, right. all the twenty four groups. I said the rabbis hold. The rabbis hold. They're the ones who get to do the sacrifices on Shminyat says. To make up for the last. Make up, yeah. Yeah, yeah sort of. Yeah. So our Mishnah follows it. You have to draw a lot between these two. Mother said, Come on, I was low coin to follow a tongue in the price. I call him Shmother Shainus, Mashalshus, Husum Shemish Maders. Shainus, Mashalshus. Every group had a chance to bring three times bulls, except for two that only had a chance to bring twice and not three times. Right. Namely, let's say This follows the opinion of Rabbi, not the rabbis. According to the rabbis, they, they this it's not two because one of them is going to bring on the eighth day. They they drew the lots. Who gets to to win to bring the bull on the eighth day? He's talking about the, he's not talking about the eighth day. Eighth day is a separate yantiv. Shminat says he's talking about during the party of Chag. So according to the rabbis, it can't be. Oh no! So therefore, it follows everyone, even according to the rabbis, because everyone because uh, he's talking about the party of Chag, and therefore two groups did not get to bring the bulls. So your mother says, "My kamashmur." 
What's he coming to teach us? He says, Hakamash, coming to teach us. He's coming to teach us. That everyone had a chance. It, they went in circles. Whoever brought a bull today did not went to sheep the next day. And then, and then it went back in a circle, like a circle, went back and forth. So you have the first day, the second day, and um, third, and fourth, fifth, and sixth. Right, fifth and sixth. So most of them got twi- three times. But there were two families who did not. You only had seven bulls. The last day had seven bulls. Why do you bring 70 bulls on Pesach? And on is corresponding to the 70 nations of the world. 70 wolves, that's what they are. 70 bulls. And on Trinidad says you bring one, one bull. The single nation, the parable is for a king. Told the servants, Make me a great meal for the last day. First, he makes a big meal. On the last day, he says to his beloved, for everyone, everyone, he makes a big party. But he says to his beloved, make me one Suda. I want to benefit from you, just you and me. Woe is the nation of the world they lost, and they don't even know what they lost. When the temple existed, and the altar was atoned for them. If they, who's going to forgive? Who's going to atone for them? The Jewish people celebrated in the Beis Hamikdash, and we celebrated, and we brought it. We seventy bulls corresponding. That's an atonement for the seventy for the seventy nations. So it's like Sukkot is the marriage of the Jewish people in Hashem and of course we invite the 70 nations to be the best man at our wedding our best friends they, they, they come and they celebrate the marriage the chosenness of the Jewish people the marriage of the Jewish people in Hashem the Jew understood what it means to be the chosen people not that we're smarter, better, brighter or we have more money or we're in Hollywood but that we are Hashem's chosen people he married us and then the nations of the world not only want to be anti-Semitism, the nations of the world will actually come and join us and celebrate with us because they know the truth. While the non-Jew is Hashem's best friend, Noah was Hashem's best friend, but he was not Jewish. But who did Hashem marry? He married Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, the children of Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And that's what we're celebrating. So we invite the 70 bulls to join us in our wedding celebration. Next mission. Three times a year, all the, the groups of the Kayanim were, were equal. Usually everyone had their week when they were in charge of the temple. But three times a, week, three times a year they were all equal. They divided everything equally. In the portions of the animal sacrifices, like the three holidays where a Jew had to make pilgrimage, so those communal sacrifices that were brought especially for the holidays, the meat from those animals, the parts of those animals were equally divided amongst all the kainim that were there, which were all 24 groups. Batzeres, when they brought the bread, they offered the bread 
and the sacrifice accompanied with it, so the bread was divided equally. The two breads, which was made of chametz, um, they divided it equally amongst all the kainim. And they would say, here is matzah. Share of matzah. And here is your share of chametz. The matzah was which part? The, the two breads were made of chametz. But they also had matzah. The lechem upon them was made of matzah. So if, if it was Shabbos, and there was also the lechem upon them, the weekly, the, the shoe bread, so he said, here's a piece of the matzah, and here's a piece of chametz, of the two breads. Mishmash is According to the regular cycle, whoever was that week was going to be their week, they do the daily sacrifices. It has nothing to do with the yamtiv. That's because of the daily sacrifices. So they are exclusive. Only they are involved in those sacrifices. It's only the sacrifices that come because of the holiday that all the kainim are equal. But the regular, the one who had that week, that was their designated week, they would bring the daily sacrifices exclusively, just them, not the, or even all the kainim were there. The Dharam and the Davis, the donations and the, uh, the obligations, the ob- obligatory sacrifices, they would deal with that. And 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 the same the same as all the all the public sacrifice, communal sacrifice that they would bring on yamtiv, but not because of the yamtiv. You might ex- will explain which sacrifices he's talking about. We just said that all the unique sacrifices was shared amongst all the kain. So which communal sacrifices are there? That were brought on the yamtiv that were only given to the the designated group of that week. And he brings everything. We'll explain what does he mean. Okay. So this is the last mission in the tracting. So let's start the Gemara and we'll continue tomorrow. The Gemara says, What do you mean? The portions of the of the animals are offered in the altar. What do you mean? They're not given to the kain. He doesn't mean a muri or a golem. A muri means the part of the animal they offer on the altar. It's a sac- uh, it's a, you burn it up, right? The fat and the different parts of the. So he says, no, amur means. Amur means the sacrifices that are stated, that are said, that come that about the, with the holiday, that are stated that you bring with the holiday. So the, the Chagiga sacrifice, which was a peace offering, they would give the Koyan the, the breast and the leg. And in the, in the burnt offering, they would give the Koyanim, the Eilis and all the Eilis, the burnt offering of the Musaf, the, 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 the skin, the, the hide they would give to the Koyanim. So that was divided equally amongst all the Koyanim. Yeah, that's all the Right. Where do we know this? We learned this that when it comes to the holiday sacrifices, all the kingdom are divided equally. That everyone should come during the three holidays, everyone should come and should serve. So since Hashem allows him to serve, so therefore he also gets the benefit, he can eat, and he gets from the hide. 
you would think any, uh, throughout the year, any coin who wants to come and serve whenever he wants. Whenever a coin wants, he comes to the base of Megiddo and serves, he should get a portion of whatever whatever is being served. One of you gates. It's only at a time when the entire Jewish people are entering one single gate. That's when I said that everyone can serve and everyone, and then we divide everything equally. We'll stop over here. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful.